Welcome to TheExecutivePastor.com, where we give you practical resources for practical pastors. Our hope today is that you feel better equipped and resourced. Let's jump in. Well, it's that time of year. Some of you love it, some of you hate it. It is time for end of year, yearly planning. Um, it's it's that time where uh, you get to look back and evaluate on where you've been this past year, as well as you get to look forward. You get to evaluate um, and and dream about what could be for the upcoming year. I actually love it. I enjoy this time of year. I enjoy looking back and and seeing uh, where we have been, and I enjoy looking forward to seeing uh, what could be. To dream a little bit. A lot of my job, I'm kind of stuck in the, the day-to-day, the, the evaluation phase. Um, and yearly planning is one of the things that allows me to, to get out of that. It allows me to not just evaluate, but to also look forward and dream and cast some vision, uh, which is exciting for me. So what, what are you responsible for? Um, as, as your role in executive pastor... Um, it could look very different depending on how your situation is set up um, as far as yearly planning. Uh, for me specifically, I have a very wide range of what I am responsible for yearly planning, um, which it's, it's just kind of the nature of my position. I enjoy it quite a bit being uh, the executive pastor of uh, a relatively small church, um, as well as being the executive pastor of a church plant. It, it has some unique perspectives and uh, unique challenges that just kind of come along with them. Um, I'm also serving not only as an executive pastor, but I'm one of the elders at our church. Uh, so what I do as far as yearly planning uh, is not only in my role as executive pastor, but also serves because of my role as elder. So for me, uh, the big things when I'm talking about yearly planning, um, budget is, of course, a big part of it. I'm responsible for uh, evaluating our spending, um, evaluating our accounts, um, evaluating uh, kind of our, our year to date, as well as looking forward, um, evaluating um, forecasting really income for next year, uh, as well as forecasting spending for the upcoming year. Um, and then a big another big part of, of what I did get to do is um, looking at our staff and evaluating the things that we've accomplished in the past year. Um, it's important that you write down, by the way, your, your yearly planning. So whenever it comes to this time next year, uh, you're not just kind of basing it off of what you thought you were going to do, but you have a set, here's what we said we we're going to do, and then you can go back and, and evaluate that. So let's talk about evaluation. Let's talk about yearly planning. Um, let's talk about vision. Um, I think the first step when we're looking towards yearly planning is to evaluate. Uh, it gives us our baseline. It gives us an understanding of uh, what have we been doing, which is extremely important. So whenever you're evaluating, um, pull up any, any metrics that you have. Uh, so let's take, um, let's, take, let's take finances. So for an evaluation for yearly planning of finances, uh, we're of course going to pull in all of the numbers. We're going to pull in what givings ha- has been in the uh, the past year, uh, we will pull in what spending has been in the past year. 
what I like to do is is do a complete overview of the church. So my budget is not just tied to dollars, but it's tied to people as well. Uh, so I'll pull in uh, the the attendance numbers. Uh, what have we been doing attendance-wise? Are we trending up or are we trending down? And then for me, it's what's that relationship like between attendance and giving? So our giving might be increasing, but our t- attendance might be um, increasing as well, which could mean that our people are giving more overall, but on a per capita per person, uh, they're actually giving less. So, so that's something to, to kind of keep in mind for me. Um, so I'm pulling all these numbers in uh, and I'm creating, of course, I use Excel and I create this massive spreadsheet of um, here's what we have done this year, which that's great. Um, I think anytime you're doing yearly planning, the evaluation stage is, it, it's the hard work piece, but I don't think it's the most important piece. It is definitely a requirement and you've got to do it, uh, but it's it's not the, the end all be all um, of, of doing yearly planning. Without it though, it's really tough to, to step into the next step. As you're doing this evaluation stage, I think it's really important that you Pause and say, what would be the perfect metrics for me to to have right now? Um, because we often don't think about the metrics that we're, we're measuring. Uh, so for me, it's attendance, it's uh, spending, uh, it's income. So I have these metrics. Uh, as you're going through, though, there might be a metric that you wish you had. Uh, for instance, maybe you wish you had the attendance specifically in individual classrooms of your children's ministry. Or maybe you wish you had the attendance of your events across the year. Um, I wonder what our attendance was like for that outreach event we did in Easter. Or I wonder what our attendance was like um, for a seminar or a Sunday school class or whatever it might look like. Uh, It's in this evaluation stage usually that I figure out, man, I really wish that I would have done X, Y, or Z. Stop right then. Uh, because you're going to be doing yearly planning next year as well. And if you wish you had that metric now, you're probably going to wish you had that same metric in a year to come. So whatever that metric is, I would stop the yearly planning right now and figure out what what is my system going to be? Uh, How am I going to uh, track this metric so that next year, whenever I'm doing the same yearly planning, I don't have to wish I had this metric. It's already there. It's already have a system in place of of how I'm counting that metric, um, which is important. All right, so we've got all of our our information now. We've we've collected all of the data, um, and we've begun to begun to evaluate it. We've kind of looked towards uh, what has been happening, which is important, like I said, but it's not the most important. The most important part whenever we're yearly planning is to look forward. We don't want to just continue to do what we have done, but all of us have an expectation and a desire to grow and to change and to mold and to adapt. And so this is where it gets a lot of fun for some people. Others absolutely hate it. But it's to dream, to dream what could be. So looking forward in the next year, what are you hoping are some of the outcomes So a year from today, what do you hope will be different? Or what do you hope to see that has changed? If we're looking at finances, it might not be we hope to grow our income by $100,000. 
I think a better metric would be the generosity, the heart behind people that we don't necessarily care what the the bottom line of income is, but we care more about the per capita. We care more about uh, the giving of individuals. Uh, We would hope to see our people having a better understanding of generosity, uh, which then ends up usually being a a bigger bottom line. Uh, But it's it's an outcome. Um, Our goal is not to have more giving or more income. Our goal is that our people would have a a better heart and understanding uh, of what Christ has done for them, which therefore causes them to live in a generous lifestyle. Um, So that would be kind of the metric that I would set up of of dreaming, of of looking forward and, and trying to figure out who do I want our people to be or who do I want to be or what do I hope this ministry will be a year from today. Uh, it's one of the few chances that we get to stop and to pause and to survey a year behind and look forward than a year ahead. So after you have this, this lofty dream, uh, this, this goal in front of you, the next step is to go to the practical resource then of what's it going to take for us to get there. For some people that are really good at creating the goals and then once it comes to actually figuring out how to, to do those goals, they're, they're poor at it. I don't know what it's going to take for me to get to goal X, Y, or Z. Um, others are uh, kind of the opposite of that. They're, they're poor at creating the goal. This is more of me. I'm, I'm poor at the dreaming phase, um, but I'm really good at figuring out what it's going to take to get to that dream. Whichever one you are, um, you can find um, someone that can possibly help you to kind of help create the dream if you need help with that, or help you to create uh, some of just kind of the basics of what's it going to actually take for us to get there. Uh, so this is where you you then figure it out. So if per capita giving, if giving on an individual basis is my goal for this upcoming year, I want our people to be more generous. Um, then I'm going to figure out, okay, well, what's that going to look like? Well, we need to, to talk about generosity. We did a poor job of talking about generosity this past year. Um, maybe it's we need to make sure we're actually making it easy for people to be generous. Uh, we have all of these hoops in the way right now. Uh, we have tons of hurdles that people have to jump over. Uh, that makes it difficult for them to be generous. And I'm not talking just about financial. Let's say uh, we have a goal of our people being generous across all categories, and that includes uh, they're serving. Well, right now, in order to serve with us, uh, you have to do X, you have to do Y, and you have to do Z. And then after you're done with that, then you have to sit down with an interview with me. Um, and we've created these hoops and these uh, hurdles that are um, some good, some that we could probably remove to, to make it easier for people to be more generous. And so this is kind of uh, as we're processing through our yearly goals now, we're trying to figure out um, what is this going to look like and how can we best accomplish this across the course of a year? Um, you're, you're taking then these objectives um, and you begin to then kind of backtrack and plan out on either a quarterly basis or a monthly basis what it's going to take for you to get to that, that dream, that goal that you have for your yearly planning. Um, yearly planning cannot just simply be the end result. 
If it's the end result, then you're probably not going to get there. If my end result of next year on a personal basis is I'm going to have the best looking six pack abs. Well, in order for that to happen, I've got to put in the work. I can't just go and say, okay, this time next year, I'm going to have the six pack abs. I've got to backtrack that. I've got to put in the work of saying, well, in the first month, I'm going to do this. And the second month, I'm going to change my diet. And the third month, I'm going to find a workout partner. And what this does is it then creates kind of the the step, the stair steps towards our goals, which makes them uh, first more obtainable, as well as it keeps it at the forefront of our minds. I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where you do yearly planning and you forget what you've planned until it's time to do yearly planning again. Uh, And you go back and you say, oh, (laughs) that's right, I should have been doing this. And so then it hits your year of planning again. And you say, yes, this year, we're going to actually do what we had planned out last year. Well, what often happens whenever you do that is that you forgot what that yearly planning was, because you didn't backtrack it well off. Uh, You didn't back schedule it so that it's more obtainable, as well as it's continually at the forefront of your mind. Um, So this is kind of the the yearly planning that I follow through um, is the first step evaluate. And then the second step is to dream. Uh, And then the third step for me is to present. So even if this is a a personal uh, yearly planning goal for me, I still want to present it to somebody else. There's something just about taking what I have mentally or taking what I have written down um, and being able to articulate that to somebody else that, that helps me to clarify it. They always say you learn the best whenever you teach. For me, it's the same whenever it comes to yearly planning. I am the best yearly planner Whenever I have to present it or whenever I have to um, kind of articulate what it is that I'm planning to accomplish in the next next year and then how I'm going to get there. Um, so do those three steps. Evaluate it, dream about it, and then share it. Uh, it's an important part of, of yearly planning. How do you yearly plan? I, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some comments from you. Um, feel free to, to comment back and let me know what it is that you are responsible for planning and how you actually plan. Thanks for listening.